Welcome to another episode of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast, brought to you by The Good Success Group. We are grateful to God for your presence, participation, and partnership. And now, here is Reverend Greer. Father God, empower us today to proclaim the living word in the power of the Holy Spirit. Anoint our time of preaching so that people are challenged, comforted, and changed, encouraged, nurtured, transformed. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, we have our scripture today is in Romans chapter 1 verses 28 to 32 and even as they did not like to retain god in their knowledge god gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient being filled with all unrighteousness fornication wickedness covetousness maliciousness full of envy murder debate deceit malignity whisperers backbiters haters of god despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Amen. God words for God's people. Thanks be to God. Um, thank you for reading that for us. I want to preach today uh, from the subject, the reprobate mind. We want to talk about the reprobate mind. We heard uh, the scripture read today from Romans uh, chapter one. So that's what we're that's what we're going to be focusing on. Background, background, historically and theologically speaking. Uh, Romans is considered one of the most important books in the Bible, um, especially in the New Testament. Um, a great deal of Christian doctrine is grounded in this portion of God's word. Um, and so uh, the letter to the Corinthians, I mean, the letter to the Romans was penned by the Apostle Paul while he was in Corinth. Um, and at the time of his writing, um, he had never been to Rome before. But he did plan on going to visit soon, um, as he knew many believers who were living there at that time. Now, Paul, he finally does reach Rome around A.D. 60, but not in the way that he expected. Um, he ends up going there as a prisoner in chains on trial for his witness of Jesus Christ. Uh, so that's how he ends up in Rome uh, towards the uh, latter part of his life. Uh, this letter holds value to all who read it. To the unsaved person, it offers a clear exposition of their sinful and lost condition and God's righteous plan for saving us all. Um, um, many people have been converted to Christ through the readings uh, of, of, of this letter, right? I've heard of many people even in prison, you know, because Paul was a prisoner. A lot of, uh, of men and women in prison have found Christ through the readings uh, of Romans. So it's a very powerful letter. Um, new believers, they learn of their true identification with Jesus Christ and of victory through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, our seasoned and mature saints, they find uh, a never-ending delight 
in its wide spectrum of Christian truth on practical matters of doctrine and the prophetic peek into our eternal future with Jesus Christ. And so they get this, this great sense of hope uh, of looking forward to our eternal future uh, in heaven with Christ. And so a uh, very powerful book. If you haven't sat down to study the book of Romans, the letter to the Romans, I would encourage you to do so. Now, our key verse is that, that, that verse 28. Um, and so I want to, we heard it in the King James Version uh, this morning. We also want to look at it in two other translations. And in and, and, and the NRSV uh, of verse 28, it reads like this. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them over to an unfit mind to do things that should not be done. Um, and here it is in the NIV translation. It says, uh, uh, furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they would do things that ought not to be done. All right. And so that's that's verse 28. I wanted you to hear those other uh, translations um, before we go forward. In this chapter, we are told that God gave up humanity in three ways. Um, number one, God gave them up to uncleanliness. That's in verse 24. Um, and, and, and then secondly, God gave them up to vile passions. That's in verse 26. Uh, and, but then finally, the one that we're focusing on today, um, God gave them up to a reprobate mind uh, in verse 28. Um, and so this giving up, let's talk about this, this giving up uh, that God does is not permissive, right? It's not, it's not the case that God is approving uh, of, of what's being done by these people. Uh, uh, you know, he's not just, uh, putting his stamp of approval on what they're doing because we know that God never condones sin, right? If, if he calls it sin, it's sin. Uh, nor is it the case that God withdrew God's gracious help from them. See, God is always a, a very present help to those who call out in faith, amen? And so uh, it's, not, it's not either one of those uh, uh, situations. This giving up that Paul is talking about is, is judicial. In other words, these people were blinded, not because God withdrew his light from them, uh, uh, but because of the judicial acts of God, whereby God delivered them over to the natural set of, of consequences uh, 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 um, that, that resulted from their unbelief and their actions, right? Sin was allowed to run its natural course in the lives of these people. Uh, and, and so that's, that's what it is. They didn't. They didn't want to be saved. They didn't want to acknowledge God. They didn't want to, they did not want to follow God's way. And so God just allowed sin to run its natural course. And we know uh, from reading the Bible that it says, uh, for the wages of, of sin is death. And so God allowed them to, to suffer the, the natural consequences of their actions. Uh, when they followed the lie versus the truth that's revealed through Jesus Christ, uh, they began to walk in conformity to the lie. And the lie is anything that goes against what God's word says, right? you know, as revealed through, through the, his son, Jesus the Christ. Um, and so they, they believed everything that was, uh, was contrary to what, what Jesus taught um, and offered us um, through his death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, this is the kind of lifestyle that is described in the passage. These are the types of folks that we're talking about. They rejected uh, the, the, the knowledge of the, and the truth of Jesus Christ. 
Um, because of humanity's willful refusal to retain God in their mind, either as creator, sustainer, or redeemer, redeemer, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to commit a catalog of various forms of wickedness as outlined in this chapter. Amen. And so that's what that's what well, we're talking about. But let's 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 dig a little deeper and just say, what is a reprobate mind? What are we talking about here? Uh, that is basically a depraved, or as we read in the other translation, an unfit, or you could even say a debased mind, right? We're, we're, we're not talking about a mind that doesn't work because of maybe dementia or some other disease of the mind. We're not talking about that. We know that, uh, uh, we know that and as the church, I believe we're doing a better job of acknowledging how real mental health is and mental illness is. And, you know, how important it is for us to take care of our mental hygiene. Uh, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about uh, 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 something that is far worse. This mind is doing something far worse than, than, than what we see in folks who have those types of issues going on uh, psychologically. We're talking about someone who has made up their mind to willfully, to intentionally, and to habitually defy God's laws and commands. They're making a choice here, right? It's, it's not that they don't know any better. Uh, they know better. They're just choosing not to do better. Uh, they know what is expected of them by God, and yet they choose to believe that their way is far better and preferred. I'm gonna do it my way. I know what I know what God's laws say. I know what the rules are. I know what God expects of me, but my way is better. So I'm, I'm gonna do that. For the time being, they seem quite content uh, uh, to endure uh, uh, any eventual consequences if they get to enjoy themselves today, here and now. As long as I get to enjoy uh, this moment that I'm living uh, 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 right now, I don't really care about what happens uh, uh, after that. I just want to do my thing right now. Just leave me alone. Uh, I'll deal with the consequences. I'm big enough and bad enough to accept whatever happens next. And so that's that's the mindset that we're talking about uh, um, today. I, I don't know about you, but I've even heard people say, um, "I don't care if I go to hell. I know, I know, I know that you know God is against what I'm doing and the way that I'm living." Um, but I, I'm so involved in what I'm doing. I, I love what I'm doing so much um, that I don't even care if, if God judges me to the point that I go to hell for it. I don't, you know, because guess what? If I go to hell, uh, I, ha I had somebody say this to me. My friend's going to be there, too. So we're going to have a good time anyway. So, you know, I don't care about that. They assume that they will be able to remix and sing the song when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing there will be. That's what they think hell is going to be like, this big uh, 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 party, right? In, in, like, you know, in the basement where they would have the party with the, the, the lights down there in the basement. Long time. They think that's what hell is going to be like. It's going to be this grand reunion uh, uh, and where they'll be able to just have a grand old time uh, with their cronies. But that's not what the Bible teaches us. The Bible, time and time again, makes it very clear but that is not going to be the case. They've been deceived. They have chosen to believe the lie uh, uh, about, uh, about the reality of their the state of their soul after they leave this place, right? We know that the Bible says that after death is judgment, right? I know we like to write 
RIP, rest in peace and rest in power and rest in heaven. And we like to write all of that stuff, but we, and we don't know, uh, we don't know when, we, when folks leave here, uh, the, the true state of their soul salvation. Uh, so we, we, we got to be careful about, about that type of language because there's no, if, if, if my soul leaves here and I'm not fit and I'm not ready, I'm not resting in peace. Okay, I, I want to de de uh, debunk that myth. We gotta we gotta stop assuming that because we don't know. Um, but what wh where that soul went? But if if they if they weren't ready to meet him, they're not resting at peace. I'm sorry to say that. I know that's maybe seems in insensitive and harsh, but it's the truth. Um, because the ju judgment is not if I'm not in the right state, I'm not gonna be in, in a peaceful state. The only way I can meet and leave this place in peace. Uh, on the other side is if I have a, a, a deep personal relationship uh, with Jesus the Christ. All right. And so, um, again, the issue is not so much a matter of intellect, um, but it's a matter of the will of humanity. Uh, they knew what was right, uh, but they executed their prerogative and, 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 and they chose to do evil over uh, um, doing God's doing it God's way. Right. We, they know that God expected them to live holy as this song just played to us. Um, and they knew they knew what that meant, um, but they just they just chose not to do it. Simply put, uh, a person with this reprobate mind, they have no desire to keep God in their mind because they do not have a mind nor a heart for the things of God. They, they've totally um, you know, turned themselves off in that regard. That's verse 28. Now, starting in verse 29, Paul gives us this dark list, which further characterizes the reprobate uh, person or the mindset of the reprobate uh, person in their alienation from God. Notice, if you will, that the text says that these folks have been, uh, who have this reprobate mind, they are filled with or full of these sins. So as we go through this list, and it's about at least 20, 21 different things on there that Sister Pam read to us today, uh, we're going to go through them again. Uh, um, think, think of this, that they're filled with these things. They're full of these things. They just don't, they don't just occasionally dabble in these sins. Uh, this person is trained. This person is well rehearsed and totally committed to a lifestyle of sin, which is not fitting for any human being especially those who call themselves children of God, all right? So here's the list. Um, unrighteousness, or, or that means injustice, right? Or Injustice or unrighteous, unrighteousness. Fornication, that's including adultery and all other forms of God-forbidden sex, amen? And so um, read the whole chapter. When you get a chance, go back and read the whole chapter one of Romans. Wickedness, this is dealing with people who actively practice evil. There's people who actively practice evil in their lives. Um, covetousness. This, deal, this is dealing with greed or the incessant desire for more. Because with these people, enough is never enough. They always want more of whatever it is that they're into. Money, power, sex, drugs, whatever it is that they're into, they, enough is never enough. They always are craving for more and they will try to outmaneuver uh, any and everybody to get more. They don't care who they step on and hurt. Maliciousness. Uh, this is the desire to cause harm on others. All right. And, and their venom is hatred. Right. If you've been watching the news, there's so much hatred out there that, that are, are guiding the behaviors and the actions of people. Uh, and, and, and so they have this venom uh, in them that's hatred. 
and they are always ready to strike, right? They're always preparing for the next time that they can strike out and, and kill somebody uh, uh, with their maliciousness. Uh, uh, the next one is full of envy. This is the jealous type. This is just somebody that's, they're always jealous of other people. They might be doing well in their own personal lives, uh, uh, but they can always look at somebody else and find a reason to be jealous about what they have. You know, uh, uh, you know they always can find a reason to, to, to feel like somebody has it better than them. And, then, and because they feel that way, they will try to do things to level the playing field or, so they, or, or, or to uh, elevate themselves above that person. Uh, the next one is, is, uh, is murder. This is talking about premeditated, unlawful killing of other people, uh, either in anger, in jealousy, or in the commission of some other crime. We know that, like I said, you just turn on the, the news for a few minutes, you see that, that the newscast is full of murder. And so that, that means these people are out there full of murder in their heart and they're acting it out. All right. And then, then, then the next one is debate or strife. This is dealing with somebody who uh, is always quarreling or they have just this contentious spirit about themselves without a cause. They just love to fight uh, uh, because they're so full of strife. You know, it doesn't matter what type of night they had or kind of breakfast they had. It doesn't matter what if the sun is shining or not, it doesn't matter. They are always looking for something to fight and to quarrel about. That's just the way they live. They do it at work. They do it at home, in the community, in our churches, right? It, they just the way that they, that's just the way that they are. Deceit. This is dealing with somebody who is full of trickery. They're always looking to get over on somebody somehow, right? Or they're on their taxes or at the grocery store. Right. When they paying the bill, they they're always trying to find a way to, to get one over on somebody. They're just full of trickery. It's just the way that they are. They, they just have this, this sneaky way about themselves. You know, I have I, I met a young man here a few years ago when I first moved to Morgantown uh, and, and uh, I, I found a wallet and it had some money in it. And I was trying to find the, the look in there to see who who the person was, if it had any type of ID or somehow of being able to to track the person down. Now, if I couldn't track the person down, then I was gonna keep the $80, right? But there was an ID in there and it had, it had the person's name in there and they were a WVU student. And so I was able to track that person down and give them their wallet with everything in it. Uh, um, and they were very thankful. Um, but my the buddy I had just met here in Morgantown, he said, man, I'm sneaky. He said, I don't know if I even would have looked in that wallet to see whose name that was, because then it, it, it would have weighed on his conscience, like, well, I should return it, but I'm not even going to look at the wallet, at the name. I'm just going to grab the money out and toss the thing away because he's he, he, he admitted that he's a sneaky person. And so he said, if I can get away with something, I will do it. And that put up a red flag to me as far as establishing a friendship with him, right? Because if you're a sneaky person, you do sneaky things and you might want to Include me in that. And I'm young and I'm married. I just got married and I don't want to start my life like that with my wife being sneaky. You know, so I had to be careful of that association. But some people are like that. They're just sneaky. Uh, 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 um, so you got to watch out for that. Malignity. This is somebody who is full of evil mindedness. They display ill will, uh, uh, spite, hostility and bitterness towards other people. That's just the way they live. I'm trying to move up a little bit. Whisperers. These are our gossip, gossipers. Amen. These are our secret mud slingers. 
if you will. They are always ready to take aim at somebody's character or reputation. They come laced with facts or truth. They don't, they are facts or lies. They don't care uh, how they get you. Um, they just want to take you out with some with some bad news, some good gossip, if you will. Um, but they don't care if it's if it's the truth or if it's a lie. If they if they got it, uh, they got it in their ear. They're ready to spew it out of their mouth uh, the first chance they get. And they're usually a little bit on the crafty side, a little sneaky with theirs. The next one is called backbiters. They do the same thing, but they're openly. Uh, bold with theirs. They don't care. They'll openly scandalize and badmouth folks with no concern about who they hurt, right? They'll talk about things that shouldn't be talked about in front of people that shouldn't hear it, right? So maybe there's some family secrets and, and, and things like that. And they don't, they'll just bring it out in the open. You know, first chance they get at Thanksgiving, they heard about this and they'll bring it out and they don't care if it hurts the people who are present. Men, women, or children, right? They don't care. They'll, they'll just talk about it. That's a that's a backbiter. Okay, that's what that that's what that one is about. The next one, haters of God, uh, or or you can say hateful to God. Um, and I imagine, uh, friends, you would have to be uh, someone who hates God to allow yourself to be so filled and consumed with constantly doing what you know God detests. And so that's what happens. That's the danger with uh, associating with with living uh, uh, these lifestyles of sin that, are, are, that we're going through this list with, is at some point it, it has to be said that these people hate God. Why would you constantly do something that you know God doesn't approve of, something that you know that hurts God uh, 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 and your relationship with God? Why would you keep doing it? You must hate God. Um, and so that, so that's, that's uh, I think that's something that everybody on this list, if, if, they, associate, if they can be associated with these this, this lifestyles of sins uh, um, that, that can be said about them too. Despiteful, uh, this is dealing with violent and insulting uh, people. They just, that's just the way they are. They have this violent, insulting nature about themselves. And some of these kind of travel well together. If you're listening and paying attention, some of these go well together. Um, proud, the next one, possesses an arrogant attitude about themselves, right? They, they, they can't do anything wrong. They're the best at everything. Right. We, we, we know somebody like that, that no matter what topic you bring up, they, they're the best at it. Nobody knows more about this than me. Right. And they're always ready to share their their supposed knowledge and expertise uh, about everything. They're just a proud. It's nothing wrong with being confident and, and sure of yourself. But this is different than that. This is different. And you've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. And it goes travels well with this next one. Bolsters. These dealing with our, our braggarts, braggarts or our egotistical show-offs. Once again, they, they just always got to one-up everybody. They have to be the smartest, the best, the brightest at the table at all situations. And, and I don't know about you, but I was always told if, if you're the smartest person in your circle all the time, you might need to expand your circle. You might need to change your, your circle. You shouldn't always you know, be the one that has to the, the know-it-all, if you will. Inventors of evil things. These are devisers of mischief and new forms of evilness. You've, you've probably seen this uh, growing up. There's always somebody that can they can they just sit around and think of new ways to do bad stuff, right? New ways of doing uh, whatever it is that they're into. You know, when I worked in drug rehab, I couldn't believe some of the things I learned from the from working there of some of the ways that these these young people were creating to get high. 
right? They were searching for this high and they would come up with all kinds of ways uh, 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 to get that high that they were chasing that they could no longer get from the drug that they originally started with. They were just sitting around inventing ways of, of, of killing themselves, you know, which is unfortunately what happened a lot of times. They weren't trying to die, but they were just trying to search for that high. Uh, and, and, but you see it in other ways too, you know, people just constantly inventing new ways of doing bad things that they know God does not approve of. This one stood out, disobedient and rebellious to parents, right? Uh, uh, because of their lack of authority, uh, their lack of respect for authority uh, figures in their lives. And so this is someone who's just, just defiant uh, of their parents for no good reason. You know, the parents are trying to, to pour into them all the right things and, and doing the best that they know to do that God has given them to do. But this, this son or daughter just continues uh, to be disobedient, to be rebellious. Uh, and, but they're going to, if they don't get that together, the Bible makes it clear that they also have to, uh, a price to pay. Uh, for being disobedient and, and disrespectful and all of those things to your parents. And so if any young people out there listening today, this is on the list. Uh, pay attention to this uh, uh, because there are grave ramifications for you if you don't allow uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit to help you to get that thing in check. All right. Covenant breakers. Uh, 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 these are people who are untrustworthy. They break promises, they break vows, they break treaties. You know, if you look at the government, if you want to look at the governmental level, they break treaties, they break agreements, right? They can say we have a ceasefire and then they'll still find a way to sneak in there and attack and kill innocent people. They don't care. They break contracts whenever it serves their purpose. Remember, these people are all about themselves. And so any way that they can get over, uh, I don't care if I signed it. I don't care if I made a promise to do this or do that. I don't care about that because that no longer suits what I want to do now. So they'll just disregard that stuff and and, and they'll just break it because uh, they operate with, uh, and this is one of the other ones on the list, they operate without a conscience, right? They operate without a conscience. That's what you, you really have to wonder sometimes. You've probably said, do you have no conscience at all? Do you just not care at all about what you do and how it affects other people, right? But that's well, we know that's the case as evidenced by uh, they, they, this, this lacking of moral and spiritual discernment. They'll just do anything, right? Some people literally just do anything that comes into their mind, their heart to do it, they will do it. Um, and, and then what, and what has to be said is they are, they're unloving, right? And, and so they'll act in ways that totally disregard any natural ties of, or affection and obligations that they have. They don't care uh, if you're my family. I don't care if you're my wife, my son, my daughter. I don't care uh, about any of that stuff. Uh, I only care about myself, right? I only care about putting myself in the best position proper, uh, as possible. And so they, they don't care. They'll step on anybody. They, 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 they want you to be loyal to them, obviously, but they will never truly be loyal to you. You always got to be watching them and, and expecting and waiting for the other shoe to drop because if it doesn't suit their purposes, of what they want to do uh, in their sinful lifestyle, they will they will definitely breach that contract because they're really un unloving. And here and here's another one that travels well with this list: unforgiving. We just spend a lot of time talking about unforgiveness, but these people are unwilling uh, uh, to reconcile and to repair breaches in relationships because they do not care uh, about being in right fellowship with anybody. 
right? They, they, they'll, they'll be by themselves before they even uh, uh, work on forgiving somebody. We just studied it as a church. We know that forgiveness takes a lot of work. But we know that forgiveness takes a lot of humbling of the self to be able to engage in that, that, that activity, that practice, uh, 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 that spiritual discipline of forgiveness. That takes a lot of work. And people who have this reprobate mind, oftentimes they are not willing uh, 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 to engage in, in, in forgiving other people. And a lot of times they won't even ask for forgiveness because in their eyes, they can do no wrong. Right. So I don't I, I, I know I probably maybe I have hurt a lot of people and done a lot of people wrong and, and mistreated people and gotten over on people and backbited and gossip. But they don't see anything wrong with what they did. It, it, it was it was all right. And so they, 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 they and so this is the last one. They're unmerciful. Unmerciful, meaning that they're just cruel. They're they're vindictive. They're without pity. They're without regret. They're without remorse. Right. They, you, you, you see it all the time. People will go in. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, especially in this country, we, every time we turn the news on, we hear about all these types of mass shootings or, or people or in, in, in schools and churches. It doesn't matter. In the grocery store, they don't care. It's, and, and then once you watch them in court, they don't have any expression on their faces. They don't have any sense of remorse or regret. They don't even care what they did. Right. They just they just did it. Like it was just something to do that day, and they, and they just kept on moving with their lives. But that's the list. That's the list that's that's in verse uh, starting in verse twenty nine and following. But those who abuse sex, uh, verse twenty four. Those who pervert sex. If you go back and read verses twenty six to twenty seven, and those who practice the sins listed in verses twenty nine through thirty one, they have an innate knowledge. Uh, uh, not they 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 have an innate knowledge. Not only that these things are wrong, but they also know that these uh, that they themselves are deserving of death. Again, what I said earlier is that they know that this is God's verdict. They know what God says. They know what the Word of God uh, teaches. Um, however, uh, uh, they 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 would much rather seek to rationalize or legalize or sanitize what God has deemed sin. That's 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 the state of affairs in the earth today. Is that we will we will try to justify our sinful behavior and say, well, I know what God's word says about it. This is what I say about it, right? And this is what the law. And we're gonna make laws that will that will will contradict what God's word says. And so then it's okay because we we got a law on the books that says it's okay. And so that's that's the state that we're in. Uh, 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 so they, so we know what it says, but this does not deter. Uh, people from indulging in all these different forms of of, uh, 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 of ungodly behavior, knowing what God says about it, doesn't stop us from indulging in what we want. I always say it: we want what we want when we want it, and when do we want it? We want it right now, all the time. All right, and so and, and so, what this verse is saying right here, though, is not only do I want to indulge in what I want all the time, uh, even if it contradicts what God's word says. I will also promote it. I will promote what God has denounced and I will feel this sense of camaraderie with my partners in sin, right? And so I, I say here that that's the extreme uh, level of sin is applauding sin, applauding sin and endorsing sin rather than regretting and repenting uh, from our sinful behavior. That's That's as low as we can get, my friends, is when we we know what God says. We know what is expected of us. 
but not only will I do it, I'm going to support you. I'm going to champion you. I'm going to endorse you. I'm going to encourage you to also sin because misery loves company. Uh, and so this is the good news. Good news, though, as we're talking about this reprobate mind, uh, a, a, a true Christian, somebody who is truly trusted in the Lord's and uh, 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 Jesus Christ, they will never be of this mindset, right, where they cherish and nurture hostility towards God. It's impossible, my friends, because when we have trusted in the Lord Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, we also have access to the Holy Spirit and the power that comes with the Holy Spirit. And so one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is to convict us, right, and to keep us in right fellowship with God. We talked about that a few weeks ago when we preached about fellowship with God. That's one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to, uh, is to show us ourselves and to convict of, of, our, of our sins and keep us in right fellowship with God. And so I don't know about you, but I say here, thank God for conviction, right? Because uh, and let's let's break that down, though, because somebody might be listening and, not, and, and maybe they're new to Christ or they're learning or they're seeking Christ and they don't know what we mean there in the Christian sense. But the word conviction uh, embraces several biblical expressions in its meaning. Originally, it, it derived from two Latin uh, terms, meaning cause to see. Conviction, you can say it means cause to see. The New Testament uses the terms reproof. You might see that written in your Bible sometimes, reproof, uh, conviction, and illumination. Uh, all three of these words are used to highlight the ministry of the Holy Spirit, whereby the Spirit causes individuals to see and to understand God's truth. So when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, Many of, many of those people who had no prior conviction of sin, they were convicted by the Holy Spirit, which led to their salvation. And so, uh, you know, even for us to confess Jesus Christ as Lord, that takes conviction of the Holy Spirit that will allow you to make that confession. confession. Amen. And so, that, so that's, the, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, as a believer, we know that conviction often precedes sinful behavior, right? How many times has the Holy Spirit tapped you on your heart uh, uh, when, sin, when temptation comes along uh, and tries to get you to do things your own way or the devil's way? Uh, that conviction of the Holy Spirit will come and let you know, hey, I think you need to move around. You know you're not supposed to be over here. You know you don't need to be doing that. You know you don't need to be saying that. Don't, don't talk about that. Don't even bring it up. That's the Holy Spirit that will come to the believer and, and prompt you in those ways. All right. And so so that so that's the only thing is that uh, uh, it's our responsibility, though, to respond to that conviction. So even when that conviction comes, my friends, we still have a choice. We still have a choice to, to, to obey and to listen and to get in line or we can choose to still do it our own way. Uh, but remember, I always tell you, never forget that temptation is not a sin. Right. The temptation alone is not the sin. Remember, we said that even Jesus was tempted but he did not sin, right? Given, given into the temptation, that's what brings about sin, all right? Uh, that's, what, that's what sin is, is, is yielding to that temptation. Uh, the Holy Spirit will nudge you, though. He will nudge your heart before you make the move uh, 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 to do the wrong thing, right? But it's our job to listen and obey. Remember, friends, the Christian is the new, new creature in, through, and by Jesus Christ. We are a new creation. 
the difference between a Christian and a sinner, someone who's still a sinner, is that is that the sinner is dead in sin, but the believer is dead to sin, right? Not only is a Christian saved from the, the penalty of sin, God's wrath, uh, 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 but, but they are also being saved from the power of sin. I'm no longer controlled by sin in my life, amen, as a believing Christian uh, uh, in Jesus Christ. Uh, but, but that doesn't mean that we are without sin, right? We, we still sin in these bodies because our bodies are never saved. This, this body that, that we reside in is never saved, and, and, and it hates the fact that you are saved. And so it's going to try to get you to do everything that it wants to do. It wants to drive. It wants to be in the control seat all the time. Uh, 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 but, but, but the good news is uh, we also have the power of the Holy Ghost, right, to overcome sin and to resist the devil. Amen. We don't have to give in uh, uh, to those temptations that come our way. And so, family, conviction is a great friend and an asset in the life of a believer uh, uh, for if we stop feeling conviction, then we have a bigger problem to worry about. That's that's what we're talking about because folks who are of this reprobate mind, they don't feel conviction. They don't feel like anything they did is wrong. Uh, they don't have that that still small voice that comes to them and, and, and tries to clean them up and correct them and redirect them. They're, they're, they're not listening to that. And so, so, so we who are Christians though, Today, we should, we should rely heavily upon this work and ministry of the Holy Spirit to help us to understand the truth and to respond accordingly. Amen. We, we, need that, we need that work of the Holy Spirit to convict us and show us the error of our ways and to redirect us, to get us back on route uh, with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, if I just said that as a professing believer, uh, um, that I'm not subject to this reprobate mind um, because I'm walking with, with the Holy Spirit. I'm, I, I'm in deep fellowship with Jesus Christ, right? I, 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 I confess my sins when I mess up. I go before God and I get things right. Why are we talking about a reprobate mind if that's the way I'm living? Well, I think it's important for us to talk about, uh, uh, about this reprobate mind because sometimes we may feel that, that our Christian witness is ineffective. Right, because we're trying to reach out uh, uh, to people, but we and they're not responding, and we think that something is wrong with us. What's wrong with my witness that I can't seem to reach this person? This this man, this woman, my son, my daughter. I've been trying to to talk to them and 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 and, and share the gospel message with them, and they're just not getting it. What's wrong with my witness? And so you might be asking that question sometimes, but in reality, what could be going on? is that the person that you're trying to share the gospel with, uh, they have opened themselves up to so much stuff that they have become closed off to the things of God, right? It, it's not even about you, right? They, 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 have, they have this reprobate mind that Paul is talking about. And, and, and so therefore, it doesn't want anything to do with God. It doesn't want anything to do with godliness. It doesn't want anything to do with holiness. Uh, 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 and so, and so, so, so the thing is, they're not, they're, they're not shutting you out. I want you to just know that, um, not, you know, not personally, but I, I'm never going to tell you to stop praying for that person. I'm never going to tell you to stop talking about the Lord Jesus whenever you have a chance to do so. I want you to do that, but I also want you to stop beating yourself up 
and, and getting yourself upset and thinking that it's something that you're doing wrong, right? Because you, you, you're not getting through to them. But the, the fact of the matter is they're not tuning you out personally. They've tuned God out long before you started talking to them. They've already tuned God off. They've turned off that, that channel. They, they're not even trying to be receptive to the things of God anymore. So it's not even you. So definitely keep praying for that, 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 that person anyway. Uh, uh, but just don't take it so personally and think that something is wrong with your Christian, Christian witness. Uh, now, you have to remember in those situations, the word is what our Savior uh, left on record for us. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 14, it says, if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet, right? Sometimes there are situations where you're not going to be able to get through. You're not going to be able to win that soul. You're not going to be, and you have to learn how, and, and I know we don't like that because we feel like we're, we're giving them up. We're giving up on them. But I just told you in three different ways where it said in the text that God gave them up, right? And so we already talked about that. And so at the same time, you know, pray for them. If you have opportunity to say something about the Lord Jesus, say it. But don't get so beat down and discouraged that you stop talking, that you stop praying, that you stop living, you know, the way that you're living for Jesus Christ. Uh, just remember that that person might have a reprobate mind and they don't want anything to do with God. Right. They stand openly before God. They stand openly before men and women. They don't care. They don't have any sense of remorse or shame about what they're doing uh, um, since we've been in this pandemic mode and we're starting to get back in all of our churches, um, I noticed that there's a local church here that has been vandalized at least twice. Um, you know, they spray painted on the building, they've knocked stuff down, uh, uh, and there's cameras everywhere on that church. So they got captured, it's captured on video, and the video is is, is not hidden, it's, it's very much uh, in the open. They didn't care. They don't care about that camera right there. They don't care about the church. They will they will just go down there and, and, and vandalize the church and, and spray paint on it like it's just a piece of cardboard. They don't they didn't even care about that. And so um uh so you gotta remember that there's some people that just that's how they that's how they're living uh at this moment. So to the safe folks who are watching, to the safe folks who are listening today, um, if this is not you, if you're not this person that has this reprobate mind, first of all, be thankful. Be grateful to God that that's not you. We wanted to show you this, though, because we know uh, uh, that this could have been us. We know that there was a time where we were, were not living for God. We know that there was a time in our lives where we were seemingly unreceptive to God's repeated invitations to salvation. But thanks be to God that you finally said yes to the Lord Jesus. That's that's one reason why we want to look at this scripture as, as believers. But to the unsaved, um, uh, 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 don't 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 keep thinking that you can just keep doing your own thing on your own time on your own terms right many times we put off accepting jesus christ because we want to enjoy our sin for as long as we possibly can right let's be honest about that so those of us who've been saved for a long time you can remember there were things in your sinful life that you enjoyed doing it didn't seem to be causing you any problems any friction in your life at that time. And so you didn't want to, you didn't want to come out of it, if we be honest. 
Okay, and so we we have to remember that sometimes that some of these folks that are not saved uh, uh, at that moment they're comfortable, but we know uh, that that this is going to lead them to a, a, a bad end if they don't come out of it, if they don't hear and heed to the call of Jesus Christ. But for those who are unsaved, stop thinking you have forever to get this thing right, right? I know some of us think, well, I'm going to live like this in my younger years. And then when I get old like grandma and them, then I'm going to start going to church and I'm going to start listening to, to the word of God and I'm going to start preaching. I'm gonna, I, I said that as a, as, a young, as a young man, I didn't want to start preaching until I was 65. Pam, who told me I was going to make 65? I don't know who told me that. But I just said, you know, that's an old man's thing. When I get like my granddaddy age, then I'll start preaching and carrying my Bible around and all that kind of stuff like he does. But I don't want to do that while I'm young and hip and cool. I don't want to live like that. But why not choose to live and serve the Lord now in all of the strength of your youth, right? You know, if you have some young people uh, 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 some grandchildren in your lives, let them listen to this sermon. Share this with them because they, they need to get serious about God today. We People are leaving here left and right and they're not all old. In fact, most of them are not old. It's like the younger generation is leaving here quicker than the seasoned saints. Amen. And so we got to, we got to, we got to get busy uh, 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 right now because if not, we're playing a dangerous game we're playing a dangerous game with our life. We're playing a dangerous game with our soul. We're playing a dangerous game with our mind because we don't want to see anybody uh, get turned over uh, to this reprobate mind. I don't care if you're young. I don't care if you're seasoned. I don't want to see anybody uh, be in this situation where they've been turned over to a reprobate mind. What we said was that meant that but the God has said, decided that he's going to allow sin to just take his natural course in your life and, and and we don't want we don't want anybody to be in that situation so if you can still hear jesus if you can still feel jesus knocking on your heart today right that's what we're, we're going to invite you to pray with us uh and to accept jesus christ as your personal lord and savior today because if you can still hear you can still respond if you can still feel you can still respond to god's call and that's what the most important thing is uh, uh, for any of us to make. That's the most decision. That's the biggest decision that we're going to make in our lives, even more than who we marry, where we're going to go to school, what house we're going to buy, what car we're going to. The biggest decision you can make, young person uh, or unsafe person, is, is accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Um, and so we just pray, man, woman, son, daughter, uh, we pray that you will accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And here at Henderson Chapel uh, AME Church, we believe that discipleship is about being one and making one. And so we want to invite you to pray with us uh, today and to accept the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So if you would, we invite you to pray with us. Lord Jesus, for far too long, I have kept you out of my life. I acknowledge that I am a sinner, that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart now 
Lord Jesus and be my Savior forever and ever. Amen, amen. And so if you prayed that prayer um, on today, we want you to get connected, right? We don't want you to walk this this, this journey alone. We, we want you to connect with us. We want you to uh, inbox us, or maybe you know somebody here at the church, but, um, or you can inbox us, you can text us, you can Facebook message us, but reach out and let us know that you made a decision for yourself for Jesus Christ today. Nobody else made this decision for you. Nobody else can make this decision for you. This is one that you have to make for yourself, by yourself. Um, and so we pray that you did that today. And if you did, we want to hear about it and we want to celebrate you and we want to partner with you and pray with you and, and grow with you um, because we're all still works in progress. We're still learning more and more about the things of God and how to be a Christian. We're still learning how to be a Christian. Even if we've been doing it for 20, 30, 40 years, we're still learning how to be a Christian, amen. And so we wanna, we wanna do that in community with you. And so if that's you, please reach out to us. God bless. The Good Success Group would like to thank you for listening to and sharing this episode of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast. If you have not already done so, please consider subscribing to this podcast so you can be notified of any future programming. And to sponsor future episodes of the Looking Forward Reaching Back podcast, please click on the support button or connect with us via Cash App or PayPal. The information to do so is listed under the description for this episode. We thank you so much for your support and stay blessed.